Hey there, and welcome to the First Missionary Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We're honored you've chosen to join us today. In a few moments, Senior Pastor Alan Miller will launch into this week's teaching. Before that, though, we'd like to encourage you to also check out our website, firstmissionary.net, where you can find out more about what the Lord is doing in our local body and how you can get involved. Now here's Alan with this week's teaching. Amen, amen. There we go. Amen and amen. Uh, as you find a place to, to be seated for just a second there, uh, really excited about continuing in our message series today. Uh, the sign, we started this a few weeks ago and uh, really didn't have any idea uh, where this would take us. It's one of those things where it's like you're riding a wave and you're just following maybe something in Scripture or God's Spirit. And he says, I'm going to take you here, and then I'm going to show you something, and then I'm going to take you here, and then I'm going to show you something, and then I'm going to take you here, and then I'm going to show you something. The next thing you know, you have a whole lifetime of like riding an incredible wave with God and following His Spirit one step at a time. Well, we're in this message series that we've called The Sign, and it really comes from the heart of Jesus when He was letting some folks know that he would give one final sign that he is who he said he is. He called it the sign of Jonah the prophet. And when Jesus said that, and we come to understand that the sign of Jonah the prophet is about resurrection power, then three stories begin to merge together. It's the story of Jonah, no doubt. It's also the story of Jesus and his own resurrection But also right in the center around that, built around a a miracle and a sign that would point to Christ, is the story of Lazarus. And so for the last couple of weeks, we've been in John chapter 11. And today we're going to pick up there in John 11, verse 37. And we're basically walking through this step by step, part by part. About 46, 47 verses of scripture that John devoted to this story. It was so important to John. It's so important to us. And my goodness, this this part of the story hits us in so many unexpected ways. John chapter 11, beginning in verse 37. And this is when Jesus finally shows up and he finally comes to Bethany and the scripture says so when Jesus came he found that he had already been in the tomb talking about Lazarus four days now Bethany was near Jerusalem about two miles off and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother Martha therefore when she heard that Jesus was coming she went out to meet him but Mary stayed at the house. And then, Mar- and then Martha, upon meeting Jesus, said to him, she said, Lord, and boy, I want you to stop. I want you to really focus in right here because I'm going to share with you right now, right now, three words that carry such significance that they can be absolutely loaded with expectation and excitement but they can also be loaded with great disappointment and great discouragement. The first 
words out of Martha's mouth when she sees the Lord Jesus. Lord, if you just let those three words settle in. Loaded with so much excitement, so much anticipation in certain contexts, but in other contexts, those words can be loaded with great disappointment and great discouragement. Lord, if you. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever said, Lord, if you. Fill in the blank. Here's what she said. She said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Father, in the few moments that we have to share together even now, oh, I trust that your spirit would blow across us as the wind is blowing across this place this morning. And I trust your spirit to speak fresh life into our lives today, God. Father, we come here as people who have said at times in our lives, Lord, if you, and we look back and we fail to see or we fail to understand your ways. And we found discouragement and we found disappointment. But Lord, we also come to you today looking to the future. Lord, if you. And with that, we can have such great excitement and great encouragement about what you can do, Father. So Lord, I pray over our body today and all who are watching online or on this property. As we all have said at some point in time in our life, Lord, if you, Lord, if you. I pray, Father, that we would find rest and comfort and peace without however you decide or whatever you did to fill in the blank. We give you this time in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Sometimes things just don't make sense. They really don't. Sometimes things just don't make sense at all. I mean, Jesus had delayed in two days coming. He'd gotten word that Lazarus was sick. Martha and Mary, concerned sisters, had, had sent the word to Jesus that Lazarus was sick. The scripture says, because he loved them, he was late. Because he loved them, he stayed two days longer where he was. And then finally, Jesus shows up. And the Scripture tells us that, that Lazarus had already been dead for four days. Four days. So can you imagine with me just for a second what life in Bethany must have been like during those, those four days? Four days of mourning, four days of grieving, four days of thinking. If Jesus had been here, 
when, he, when we called him to come, Lord, if you, when he, if he had come earlier, maybe, maybe, maybe their brother would still be with them. And you can see that when, when Martha meets Jesus and he's coming to the village, you can just see and you can feel the disappointment that she has. But when you dig into this thing just a little bit deeper, you come to understand that it was no mistake and it was no accident that Jesus waited four days because this is going to be an incredible sign that would point to Him as the resurrection and the life. It would point to Him and His equality with God the Father. Based on Pharisaic Judaism, based on the religion of the Jews, they believed, they believed that when someone died, that the spirit of that person would hover over that body for three days. And anything could happen during that three-day period of time. He, the person might come back. And, and so they were very careful about what they did during those three days. However, they believed that after three days, the spirit of that person would be permanently departed and they, beyond a shadow of a doubt, could say, the person we loved is dead. And if anything happened after that, there would be no doubt in anyone's hearts or minds that God was involved and God did a miracle. Jesus called it the sign of Jonah the prophet. It's not just that four days were convenient. It's not that Jesus was fearful about going to Judea because they, he thought he might get stoned or might be rejected. No, it was intentional. Because he loved them, he waited four days. He came and then he would speak and he would change everything. Let me ask you a question real quick, okay? And I promise I won't take too long. But let me ask you a question. Have you ever suffered? Have you ever suffered from having a limited perspective? Have you ever suffered from having a limited perspective? Maybe you, you sold yourself short on what you thought you could do. Maybe you sold somebody else short on what you thought they could do. You were thinking too small about a situation or a circumstance. Have you ever been there where you thought too small and then somebody did something or some, something happened and it just blew your mind because it exceeded your expectation of what was to come and yet you all the while were, you were living your life with a limited perspective because you were thinking too small. This is a part of the dynamic that is happening here when Martha comes to Jesus and she says this. And my good, I wish I could just walk out there amongst you right now, okay? She said, Lord, if you had been here, our brother, my brother, would not have died. Now, she doesn't know that for sure. Jesus could have been there and Lazarus still could have died. But she had faith and she believed that Jesus could at, le at least keep him alive. He might not have even healed him of his infirmity, but she believed that Jesus could at least keep Lazarus alive. But here's the thing. Once Lazarus dies, she thinks it's over. 
Even when she says, I know that if you ask God whatever, God will grant it to you. Here's what she had resolved. She had resolved in her heart and her mind that Lazarus was dead, but now she was looking to this. She was looking to what Jesus could do in this situation and circumstance to make something good come out of it. She was looking to the future. See, we read back and we think, well, maybe, maybe Martha was thinking that Jesus would raise him from the dead. Well, you don't need to read that into the text. Just read into the text that she had resigned herself to the fact that Lazarus is dead. Four days had passed, and she trusted Jesus to be able to take the brokenness and the mess of the situation and do something good. Even if it meant looking so forward to the future that she could see her brother being raised from the dead. And you can see that even when Jesus says, your brother will rise again, she still does not get it. She had a limited perspective of what Jesus could do. And when he didn't show up and Lazarus died, she really thought it was over. She believed that if he had been there, he could have healed him. He would have at least kept him alive. But there's nothing in the text that shows us that she believed that when he came, he could then take that which is dead and bring it back to life. In fact, not only would Martha say this, but when Mary would finally come out of the house and she would fall at the feet of Jesus and she was weeping at his feet, even Mary said the very same thing to Jesus. She said, Lord, if you, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. He would still be here. Limited perspective. Failing to see all that Jesus can do. Thinking too small. It was over. Maybe she even thought that Jesus had failed her. Lord, if you. All of her disappointment. All of her discouragement. Jesus is met with that. But yet all along, Jesus knew and He understood that when He would come there, He would do that which nobody was imagining that He could do. He would speak and raise Lazarus from the dead. There's one other line I want to share with you real quick that I think is so neat. And it shows us the doubt, the discouragement, the limited perspective of the two sisters and the other Jews who were there. It's when Jesus tells them to roll the stone away. And you know what they said? You know what they said? They said, Lord, by now, He stinks. If you read this out of the King James, and I love this out of the King James, it says, Lord, He stinketh. That's what it says. Trust me, look it up. Lord, by now, He stinketh. How many people today do you think are sitting around going, Lord, 
he stinketh. Maybe you're sitting next to the person that didn't shower this morning. I don't know. Lord, he stinketh. Or have you ever said, Lord, this stinketh. Lord, this stinks. Lord, this is a mess. He stinketh by now. And then Jesus speaks, and He changes everything. He goes beyond this limited perspective that they had. They, taught, they thought too small, and they weren't prepared for what He would do when He finally showed up. You ever suffer from a limited perspective of what God can do in your life? He just might blow your mind by what He does do when He does show up in His time and He speaks and it's in a way you never thought or you never imagined. There's another part of this that just gives me great comfort. Jesus didn't walk around Bethany correcting people on their limited perspective. Jesus did not walk around Bethany correcting people because of their limited perspective. He didn't say, no, it doesn't, he doesn't stinketh. Uh, no, uh, I, I have come here today to raise him from the No, he mourned with them. He grieved with them. Met them in the moment. He didn't go around correcting them and saying, oh, you're wrong. You got this thing wrong. You misunderstand me. No. He met them where they were. And then he did that which only he can do. So what is it today in your own life or in your own situation where you've said, Lord, if you. And then you follow it up with, Lord, this stinketh. Maybe today there is something in your life. There is a situation that seems hopeless. Discouragement, disappointment is setting in. You've looked back. You have failed expectations of even the Lord in your life, of other people. And today, you're sitting there going, Lord, if you, Lord, this really stinks. Lord, was it supposed to be this way? God, this is not how it's supposed to go. God, if you had been here. God, if you had done this. God, if you had done that. And maybe He is just setting up a situation or a circumstance to show you who all He is. And it might not happen the way you expect it to happen in your life. So would you bow with me? Would you say, Lord, here it is. I have said to you, Father, many times, Lord, if you And Father, it didn't work out the way I thought. 
And even now, Father, I'm just saying, this situ- God, this situation really stinks. And I, and I believe Jesus would come right next to us. And instead of rushing to the solution, Lord, I believe Jesus would, would embrace us. And He would hold us. And He would say, yes, you're right. It really does stink. But your brother will rise again. There's life beyond this. So just walk with me a few more steps. Let's go to the tomb. Let's go to the place. Let's go to that situation. Let's go to that circumstance. And as I stand there, I'll remind you, I am the resurrection and the life. And the great I am stands over whatever it is. You gave up on me about. And Father, I believe Jesus would say, but I'm not here to correct you. I'm just here to love you. And I'm here to show you what I can do. And it's going to blow your mind. And I'll receive the glory from this. And the Father will be glorified in this. And you think it's about you. And you think it's about this. It's really about the Father being glorified over every situation of our lives. Oh, dear God. Speak that fresh into our hearts and lives even now, God. God, help us to never have a limited perspective of what you can do. Of never getting stuck in the Lord if ditch of life. But to stay with the focus that always says, not Lord if, but Lord you can. Lord you. Not if you, but Lord you. Lord you. And see Him exalted over your marriage over your family, over your kids, over your sickness, over the enemy, and yes, even over death. So Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father, that our perspective never limits what you can do. And we trust you today, Father, with our lives. I'm going to ask you to do something, okay? You're going to feel weird doing this. And I promise you, you're going to look weird doing this. Okay? So I'm just telling you right now. Get ready to be weird. All right? As you close your eyes, I want you to... I'm not kidding you. You're going to look weird. I'm just telling you right now, okay? It's okay. You're going to look weird. I'm going I'm to look weird when I do it. By the way, some of you already look weird. I'm just saying, okay? You already look weird. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Even the folks in the back, tailgating section. How are the tailgaters back there today? Alive and well? Woohoo! All right. 
Here we go. I'm going to ask you to bow your head in prayer. And I'm going to ask you to point your hand in the direction of another family worship pod or, listen to me, another tailgater section or someone who drove up or toward the worship team or the tech guys. I'm not kidding you. Or the prayer counselors, and they're available today if you have any need. There's a tent right over here for prayer counselors. They are ready to meet with you, to pray with you, to encourage you. Uh, we have bottles of water to give you before you leave. The kids got treated to a treat today. So thankful for that. But I want you to bow your head and I want you to point your hand to a direction on this property. Right now. And in a moment of prayer, I want you to pray for all the Lord ifs that have ever come out of that pod or have ever come out of that parking space or the car or the stage or the tech booth you lift your hand over for all the Lord ifs that have ever come out of that area and say Lord today replace the Lord ifs with the Lord you and trust the burden and the discouragement and the disappointment to lift out of that pod or out of that truck or out of that parking spot or out of that heart because I promise you today in this place there are Lord ifs that you can't even begin to imagine And in this moment, you're praying over it. Lord, right now, for this family in front of me, Father, for this vehicle over to my left, Father, for the family next to me in the tailgate today, for the folks on this platform this morning, God, would you replace every Lord if with you? And let them know that you're enough. And Jesus plus nothing is everything. Cody's going to lead us out in this time of worship. You continue to pray. You can stand. You can dance. You're free in this place this morning. Please continue to pay attention for announcements that are coming up this next week about our services. Oh, we're praying. I'm just saying, I'm going to say it right now. We're praying that God might give us an evening, a Sunday evening, where we might could come out here and have a Sunday evening worship and watch the sunset while we worship. Wouldn't that be awesome? We're praying about the timing for that. we got a lot of things coming up. Uh, we want your feedback, church. Listen to me. I'm not kidding you. We want your feedback. We need you to tell us what is encouraging you, what is blessing you. How, how do you want us to see, see us worship together? 
we want to be sensitive to the Spirit of God as we move forward, as we start to come back. We want to hear from you. So let us know what is God putting in your heart as we move forward. Let's stand, let's close in worship, and continue to pray for all the Lord ifs around us today. Thanks for joining us on the First Missionary Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. That's it for this week's teaching, but you can always find more on our website, firstmissionary.net. We'd also like to encourage you to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you benefited from this week's lesson, be sure to share it with your friends and family, then leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.